the founder of Papa John's Pizza, John Schnatter. He's trying to set the record straight after he was sacked from the company. He was let go following news that he used the N-word during a conference call on, this is ironic, diversity training. Here's what he told <laughs> w WDRB News in Kentucky. I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. I would just say, stay tuned. The day of reckoning will come. <laughs> stay tuned. Welcome to Tender Friends, the only podcast about chicken tenders and chicken nuggets. I'm Michael Walker. And I'm Eric Wilson. It's a big, big one this week. I think, you know what I was thinking about? Um, I don't know why I say that every week. It is what? a big one every week, but I feel like every single week, like my go-to. Well, it's is not a like, big one every week. Right. My go-to every single Some week Some weeks like, we're like, fuck, we got week. to air an episode in six hours. Right. Yeah. Let's just find a place. So I feel like we should, we have to have like a safe word for when it really is a big week. We just keep each other in check, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. From Call now me on. out next time. Yeah, exactly. like, no, it's not. But we had a big one last week. That was a big one. We did Sonic. It's true. Yeah, that was super fun. Uh, and now this week is another big place because it's a big national place. Everyone has one of these in their you know, vicinity, I think, sure. for the most part. <laughs> Within arm's reach. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's also, there's a lot to, lot to uncover here. Yeah. Beside the food and the history of the place, there's a lot of controversy surrounding this uh, location. Yeah. So we have a lot to talk about. But um, first, let's introduce our guest because it's very relevant to the place we're going to this week. Yes, definitely. To review Papa John's, one of the chain pizza places, we thought we would bring one of the new great L.A. local restaurants, Ghost Pizza Kitchen, on. We have Mr. Ben Sales, the man behind all of it. Hey, welcome Thank to the show, Ben. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate that. Um, we got some stuff to talk about first before we, we get into Papa John's. So you you uh, are the owner and founder of Ghost Pizza Kitchen on Melrose, right? What, what, where's it at on Melrose? Melrose and it's like Melrose and Gardner, right? Melrose and Genesee, technically, okay. that's the corner. Yeah, um, right across from the Trading Post. Yeah, the high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, between Ogden and Genesee on Melrose. Okay. Um, tell us about your history a little bit tell us about like where you grew up where you're from and then you know kind of lead that into what inspired you to start a pizza restaurant yeah okay great question um thank you i had kind of a <laughs> 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 there it is i've had a very interesting i would say uh life so far uh that's my instagram handle i think is talks to it ben of all trades master mm, of none sure um, so yeah, it's a long like, Instagram handle. It's a long one. But that's that's hey, it autofills. All you gotta yeah. do is B E N O and it. Yeah, it's a well, B E N underscore. Oh, underscore. Okay, great. Yeah. That kind of separates it. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, um, yeah. So came from a military family. Was born in Naples, Italy. Mm -hmm. uh, spent some time there. Obviously, we moved around quite a bit. I recently did a DNA test and found out that I uh, my family originated from Naples. Really? Yeah. 23 and me? 23 and me, baby. There you go. Yeah. You don't tell they found my brother's actually dating uh, the daughter of the woman who found the killer through 23 and me, the serial killer in oh. Sacramento. Whoa. Interesting. Like the, the, yeah, the big one, right? Yeah. So he apparently took a 23 and me test. And I guess from my understanding that those are now public records. And so they got a match from the DNA they found at a crime scene years mm -hmm. ago to his 23 and me. Yeah. And ended up finding him as a serial killer. Wow. Yeah. Because mm, a lot of the, the older 
serial killer cases. I've been like fascinated over Christmas. I was here alone and I just watched hours of true crime uh, serial killer footage. Do you have sad trombone on there? <laughs> I sure do. I was very paranoid that I was going to get killed after watching, but I couldn't stop. But they're saying a lot of people are now, they're taking their number one suspects in these open cold cases and they're testing their family's DNA through 20, like all these, smart, all these things so that they can kind of get closer links and stuff like that. So I so. can incriminate my great grandpa if he was a serial killer and I didn't know it. You could. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. Leave a half eaten tendy around. Yeah. They might no, I did, 20, I did 23 and me. Did you? I did. Because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody else, everybody else, like, gets such cool shit back and I'm straight 50 50, like Irish, and then literally just says Jewish. <laughs> That's, like, yeah, I know. Thanks. I thought it was going to, like, tell me anything interesting. And it was yeah. just like, nah. When's the last time you checked it, though? Because that's the good thing about 23andMe is, I feel like, not sponsored hashtag. Right. Yeah. Um, but I feel like they they update it very frequently. Yeah. So I just found out now I'm 5% African. Hey. I'm, like, it's it's literally all over the map. It's, like, Eastern or Western Asia, the Middle East, all of Europe. It's It's, like... I've become very diverse recently. That's I, intense. I've never yeah. taken one. I'm well, just... if you plan on killing anyone, don't. <laughs> I got I a guess. ping that I uh, that I that my shit changed, mm-hmm. and it said somehow I'm more Jewish and more Irish. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, else. I was like twenty so percent like, Greek, great. and now I'm four percent Greek. Oh, so I don't know what happened. Whoa, there. yeah, <laughs> that is crazy. Genocide. Uh, so yeah. back to you, you yeah. just, <laughs> Naples. Born yeah. in Naples. So yeah, born in Naples. Um, moved around a little bit. Uh, where I ended up. Growing up, most of my childhood was in Sacramento, okay. so in Northern California. Sure. Um, left at an early age, right at 18. Signed up for the Army at 17, left at 18. Did six years. I used to work on helicopters. Mm. I did Army Intellectual and Avionics. I worked on Scout and Tech helicopters. And so did that for seven and a half, almost eight years. Okay. Um, did about three tours overseas during my third tour. I was like, I'm done. Yeah, like just not going to do it anymore. So I got out, uh, bought my first company while I was in, invested in, which was a motorcycle dealership. One of my first passions was racing street bikes and dirt bikes. So I did that. Um, and then I just kind of found out when I got into business, I liked the idea of scaling mm. and, and building brands. Sure. And my partner at the time just wasn't into it. Mm-hmm. So sold that. And then I did a couple investments, and I got asked to come on and help build the infrastructure for some of the first dispensaries. Actually, oh, really? One of the dispensaries, yeah, mm-hmm. in Sacramento. Okay. So did that. Uh, we grew from one location to three. Uh, we opened up our first, the first one ever, which is still there to this day, in Humboldt, mm-hmm. um, which was a lot of fun because I don't smoke. So yeah. for me, mm. it was a very interesting industry to get into. Right. Um, very lucrative, but also very dangerous at the time. Yeah, because yeah. it wasn't legal. Exactly. It was like... Federally. Yeah. So like, Not you, like it is now, but whatever. Yeah, so you get a bank account and it'd be like, what is your business? You're like, we're an herbal flower shop. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then they come to inspect you and you're like, ah, oh, shit. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, did that. And then I was actually uh, dating this girl at the time and I forgot I had given her a key. And I told her that I worked at Target uh, stocking shelves at night. And she came over one day, and uh, because it was a cash business heavily at that time, she walked in, and I was counting sales. <laughs> oh, yeah. Needless to say, there's a good amount of money there, and she just looked at me like, what the fuck? This is not Target. <laughs> yeah, that's not Target, anybody. <laughs> or did you just knock over the Target you yeah. worked at? Um, yeah, so kind of came clean, told her what I did, and then 
from there is where I just kind of serendipitously found the food industry. Mm-hmm. And I ended up meeting an executive for Chipotle at like a barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Like just literally a random barbecue. Yeah, random barbecue. Um, and we were talking and there was a write-up done on me in Sacramento called From Military to Marijuana. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, oh, no, I recognize the face. We started talking. She asked me how I build, um, how I built the companies, my infrastructure. And so we got in that, and she was like, you'd be a perfect fit for Chipotle. And I was like, yeah, you know, I just don't want to do food. It's not in my blood. Yeah. Not something I have a passion for. Not something I really ever did. I mean, except as a kid. Right. Um, so, yeah, we, we chatted up. They courted me for about three months. And then finally I met with an executive from Vegas, and I signed on. To do uh, to join the team, but my girlfriend at the time I got a record deal here in L.A. Oh, so I had to come to L.A. and the guy was like, "All right, well, you kind of wasted my." It, seriously, they 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 pumped this guy up like he was the nicest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. Like this, is, he embodies everything Chipotle's about. Mm. And then he walks in, he goes, "No matter what, I'm not gonna fucking like you." <laughs> First words to me. Jeez. Yeah, I was like, this is aggressive. Well, I mean, it's kind of true, right? He embodies everything Chipotle is about, and most of the time, Chipotle is about shitting yourself. And <laughs> <piece of> shit. <laughs> yeah. Fair assessment. Yeah. Fair assessment. So, yeah, it was um, it was interesting. I was like, well, why is that? And he was like, well, if I like you, you're moving out of my region. You're going to L.A. And if I don't like you, I wasted a trip from L.A. or from Vegas. And I was like, but if you do, then you signed off on what could be, like, you know, the next best thing for Chipotle. Right. And so... Yeah, he ate that up. We ended up chatting, and, and I took the job to come out here. I started with one Chipotle in Glendale, the mall. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time I was done, about three, four years later, I had 10 of them. And so I helped build the L.A. market. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, a coal I hit. Right. And I lost my ass in stocks. Mm. Yeah. And then the culture just went to, like, very fear, intimidation. You don't mm-hmm. do this, you're fucking fired. And, you know, when you're talking to an executive who's threatening. Because they were all on edge. Yeah, because you, you do quarterly earning calls. You're mm-hmm. a public company. Yeah. So at that point, everybody's wondering, how are we going to make more money? How are we going to make more money? Right. Um, what's, what's our bottom line? And so the idea of making a mistake was out the window. Yeah. It wasn't okay anymore, um, which I understand to a certain extent, but this just became like vicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I walked away and actually invested in and became the VP of business dev for a tech company called Playful, mm-hmm. which is an online app or a gaming app where you can play games, win tickets, and like use those tickets to buy food with partnered restaurants. And so, yeah, just I hate the tech world. It's absolute garbage and got bored as hell. So I ended up leaving that and I ventured into a pizza concept. And that is currently the old concept that is in location that I'm at now. Um, so time I spent with them was kind of understanding the industry. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I realized is there's a, there's a lack of missing the component of being hospitable, right? Mm-hmm. Not just customer service, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I learned from Chipotle, mm-hmm. you know, that giving that fast, casual, but great full service experience, but also finding great New York style pizza. Yeah. And everybody I see has like very New York names, Uncle Donnie V's, Uncle Vito's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, so I wanted an ambiguous name, and that's yeah. why I went. So I started Ghost, um, and Ghost Pizza basically embodies the people culture that I came to love and, and know and understand. Yeah, and it, it also embodies the 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 great spirit of New York. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. Before we get further into Ghost, because we want to talk about your pizza, because you do something special and, and authentic to New York, and we also want to talk about the collaboration that we worked on today, and then we also need to talk about Papa John's. So I think we should eat 
while we have the next discussion yeah, so yeah, the food yeah. doesn't so the get food colder. Doesn't get colder. It will be a little cold probably now, but it did come hot. So if we, yeah, we want to give them a delivery point, uh, yeah, we, we usually can start do. off there. Yeah, that's fair. Was it on time? It was 35 Unbelievably minutes. on time. They quoted 30 to 40 minutes. Okay. And it was 35 minutes. Perfect. So okay. Fairly accurate. Yeah. Can't argue with that. Um, um, so we got a medium cheese. That's we a did. medium? That is a medium no cheese. No fucking yeah. way. Yeah. A medium. Um, That's a little bigger sauces, than my hand. Little, yeah. Um, we got garlic sauce, which they just give you. I think, is that? Honey mustard. Oh, honey mustard. Uh, buffalo and ranch. And then we got a 15-piece Papa's Poppers. Is that what they're called? Papa's Papa's. They're called something silly. I know that. They are called. That doesn't have items on it. <laughs> not an itemized receipt. It's not itemized. All right. We'll call them Papa's Poppers. Anyway, I'm pretty sure they're called Papa's Poppers. What does the box say? Does it tell you? The box says Papa's Rewards. Papa's John's. Yeah, it doesn't even tell you. Great branding, Papa John's. Mine <laughs> yeah. is a point. They don't, <laughs> they don't, they don't care. They're um, like, well, you know who we are. He's big enough to just get hammered at Super Bowls now. What? Papa oh, John? Have yeah. you seen that? Every sporting event he goes to, that guy is... Oh, he just gets... Oh, he's shit-faced. Well, you know about... I mean, like, re- he's not even affiliated with Papa John's anymore. He got removed? Yeah. You don't know he, about that? You don't no, know about the controversy? Of it and, oh, I mean, he's had controversy, but oh, I didn't... We're going to get into it. Huh, talk Stay tuned, soon. folks. All right, here. You want to grab some slices for you? Yeah, please. Those? That's good. Thank you. So let's talk about why... What makes Ghost Pizza Kitchen so special? What do you guys do to... Bring that authentic New York style pizza to LA, which is really struggling for that. Yeah, unless you're a true New Yorker, people don't get it. I think I've explained it to people that aren't from the East Coast, and they're kind of like, oh, cool. I mean, it's obviously interesting to them, but it's not something that registers. Um, so, yeah, first and foremost, everything we do is fresh ingredients. Everybody does that already. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of the norm. But our dough is five ingredients and five ingredients only. Um, which I think is a true testament to a great dough, like a New York dough. Um, there's not a ton to it. It's just done really well with the right ingredients. The biggest ingredient that's the kicker is going to be the water. And so what we did is uh, I bought licensing rights from a company called New York Watermaker. And it's kind of an interesting process. So you send your water out to New York. You bottle it from your building, send it to them. They run it through their labs and facilities. Read all of your alkaline levels, your compounds, uh, sulfates, everything that's in your water. Um, and then they build a proprietary filtration system that will actually bring your water in and then run it through UV light. From my understanding, I'm not a scientist. Yeah, yeah I yeah. just read up on it. It'll run it through UV light and then ozone breaks down that, they call the bacteria in the water, cleans it out, and then mixes, puts it, gets it to like a naked format, if you will, mm-hmm. and then introduces identical uh, compounds to Bronx, New York water in a tank that I have in the restaurant itself. So then that comes out into three parts. One goes to my dough station, one goes to my ice machine, and one goes to my soda machine. That's crazy. So yeah, I knew you did this, but for some reason, I, I feel like bagel, some bagel shops do this as well, but I always pictured it that you literally just had barrels of New York water <laughs> shipped across country. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I mean, how the fuck else would you do it? But yeah. that makes sense. 
Yeah, you're Tap not. another barrel. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I don't know. Like, there's a truck drops off 17 barrels a, a month. Yeah. I don't know. Get a barrel from the basement, Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. um, no, it, you know, you're not wrong. So there are people that had New York water shipped in. It's essentially what you're thinking. Really? It's bringing yeah. in like purified gallons of water. Yeah. Um, the problem with that, though, is it started to get diluted like anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like any good drug, <laughs> it always gets diluted. Yeah. And so with this, they would bring water in and they would claim to use New York water, but then they would run um, like ratios, like one to four parts. Sure. Right, so it'd be yeah, like one yeah. one gallon or like say you're going to do maybe it'd be like, say you're doing um, in your water like three liters. You would be like one liter would be New York water. Mm-hmm. Two liters would be purified L.A. water. Right. Yeah. And so you could claim it, but it, it doesn't. And I mean, you guys have tasted the difference. It, it yeah. doesn't create that area, that crispiness, that crunch um, that you're actually going to find from uh, from New York water. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. And I feel like people it sounds made up, but legitimately my grandma lives in Queens. I grew up going to Queens multiple times a year to visit her. This is the first time outside of literally the pizza next to her apartment that we would eat all the time. This tastes exactly like it. Yeah, that's, the all, that's amazing. Like I, the first time I had it, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like it literally tastes just like the pizza I had growing up. It's I wild. Love it. I love it. I think you know you said it yourself, and that's how you know when people are really New Yorkers when they come and they go, "You're like, what do you want? Let me get a plane." Yeah, that's you got it. it. That's it. You're gonna tell by the cheese. You're gonna tell by the sauce and the dough. Mm-hmm. And if that hits the mark, then any of the other fun pizzas we have is just kind of icing on, on the top of the cake for It's you. true, yeah. Cause every t- that's what I do every time I go is I get a cheese and then a, a wacky one. Yeah. Uh, which those are amazing too. What, yeah, the, we call them our spirited pies. Spirited, yes. Yeah. What are the, what are like your, like just throw some of them out. Uh, the humble yeah. is going to be a big seller. So that's going to be a mac and cheese pizza that we make with bacon. One of the fun things we do is we actually mix in uh, our own little barbecue sauce to the actual uh, noodles themselves okay. after they're done being cooked. Gives it a little bit of sweetness on the front end, a little bit of tang on the back end. Mm-hmm. And it, give, it really, really feels or tastes like a uh, like a, a southern cooking right, type yeah. mac and cheese. And that was a fun one. We actually built most of the menu over a bottle of scotch in my backyard. Yeah. And the humble was one. I wanted a pizza that reminded me of my childhood. And... Everybody has those stories where they didn't come from much. But for us, you know, you grew up Top Ramen, Mac and Cheese, Kraft. It's all, everything you can cook really quick. Yeah. And so I wanted to do a pizza that really resonated with with coming from meager beginnings. Mm-hmm. And so that's a slice of humble pie mm. is getting the Mac and Cheese pizza. So all the names we have for our pizzas are very thoughtful. Sure. Um, and how, and how they correlate with the actual pizza themselves. Yeah. Rather than doing what I'm seeing mainstream right now, um, I would say mainstream for small pizzerias mm-hmm. is pop, pop, um, not pop, like current, what, what's the name of it? Oh, like culture pop references. Culture. Thank you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like there's a place downtown, I can't remember, but they have like all their pizzas named after rappers or something like that. Yeah, there's, it's Lu- uh, not loose for, um, uh, Garage? No, Garage is good, but that's not it. It's um, Purgatory. Uh, is that it? Yeah, they okay. do like uh, the... White Iverson, yeah, which is like a, a obviously a song from Post Malone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a place that has one called Hail Satan, and it's all Satan, like like the meat substitute, like S E I T A N. 
Oh, got you, got you. I think like I think that is them. Too, I think then. that's them. I yeah. think that's the place. Yeah. Yeah, they have a couple different takes on things on the names of their pizzas. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so the spirited ones are just a, a way for us to kind of give people something a little bit different without going too far out of the realm of like actual pizza. Like the out and in is our cheeseburger pizza, mm-hmm. which you probably would hate because it's got mustard on the base. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's all yeah, over. Sure. Yeah, it sounds like something. Um, but the Taz is a good one, too. That's a, uh, so good, too. I love that one because there's a really cool story. I don't know how much time we have, but um, I when I first was opening my first Chipotle, it was in a food court in Glendale Galleria. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there. I'd be there 10 hours a day. I interviewed over 700 people to hire 35. Mm-hmm. So basically, I was just tired as hell every day. And this sweet, sweet old like little Mexican lady comes up to me who cleans the food court. She's like, oh, mijo, you're hungry. And I was like, I'm okay. I'm not that hungry. And then the next day, she would bring me fresh baked goods. Because at night, she worked graveyard at a bakery there in Glendale. Mm. Yeah. And she would start feeding me these baked goods. So, like, every morning I'd go in, i go, now I have breakfast. And she was right, a total yeah. sweetheart. And then once I got my second store, and then I got my third store, I went in there and I had a manager who was very, very sweet. And I go, you remind me of this lady. Like, just your demeanor, your smile. Come to find out, it was her mom. Oh, twist. Yeah, who worked in the food court. (laughs) Now her daughter worked in one of my stores. That's insane. Yeah, it was crazy how it all connected. Shyamalan twist. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) M. Night. Um, So, yeah, it kind of threw me off. And then we all became really close. And then the lady ended up leaving the food court and working for me Mm. at the store that I opened. Oh, wait, did I meet her? No, you haven't met her yet. So you've you've met half my staff. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Chipotle. I've met like a bunch of people. Like Alma. I met, met Alma. Yeah, Alma came with me from Chipotle as well. She's okay. a GM there. Um, yeah. So we we all just kind of stayed connected, and then when I left, obviously I was disconnected from Chipotle for about a year and a half. Yeah. And then I went to launch Ghost, and I put feelers out there. And it just floored me the response I got from a lot of the people that used to work for me. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like, "Oh, you're launching. We're in." Right. Like, where do I sign up? And so when we created the Taz, I wanted a habanero base that you couldn't find anywhere else. And so the lady who used to feed me the baked goods, Sylvia's mother, um, now makes all of our house-made habanero for the Taza. Cool. Yeah. That's so cool. It just gives Ghost Pizza a, a very personal feel, which I like a lot. Yeah, I think that dials back into what we were talking about originally with giving people that hospitable experience and your mm-hmm. team, your staff really understanding your vision for the company and for the brand and being able to execute on that vision without micromanagement. And I, it, and I feel it's where a lot of places start to fail yeah. as a small business, mainly because they allow the stress levels to get to them and they're not taught how to work through stressful situations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then you get managers you hire on that are your buddy or your friend and they don't have experience and they'll run out of an ingredient and then they'll snap at the customer. Mm-hmm. And so luckily what I've had is years of training with these people, um, you know, beside me learning the industry. And yeah, yeah. yeah, And it shows, obviously, I think one of our proudest moments is we had a hundred reviews on Yelp and five stars overall. Um, and for a small business that that's the world. Right. Yeah. 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 Especially in LA. It shows Especially consistency like a, of quality. Yeah. That's what you are, right? Yeah, and that's like the big thing, too, is I didn't realize that when I opened Ghost. I got ahead of myself mm-hmm. because I was always bigger than Yelp. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. It's Chipotle. It's Chipotle, yeah. You don't need Yelp. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to fucking Yelp at Chipotle. You're like, where are we at? Uh, we're in Provo, Utah. Find a Chipotle. Right, yeah. So 
for me, taking a step back and realizing when I got my first like one star review from yeah. some dick. <laughs> Did you find him and kill him? <laughs> That's taking, why he won't go to 23 and me. That's exactly why. <laughs> um, no, but you realize that competitors out there are people that are don't want to see you succeed. Yeah. Um, definitely know that's an avenue that they've t- they can take or yeah. have taken. Yeah, yeah, Um and again before like I'd tell I'd get someone at Chipotle, it's like, I'm gonna yelp about this. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> now now you gotta it helps you understand problem solving and to be proactive with a customer yeah. instead of reactive. And if you look at a lot of our reviews, a lot of it is about a proactive nature. Like we're not perfect. Like mm-hmm. we fuck things up all the time. Not all the time, but we're we're human. Not really selling yourself well, <laughs> right? Um, but it's our ability to communicate whatever issues have taken place with the customer, yeah, before it gets to them, yeah, and giving them a solution and keeping them involved, and that's what you just don't get a lot. You just don't get a lot of communication. So, as a consumer, yeah. whether it's a delivery or something that happens in the restaurant, you're always the one, like when you have to bring it to somebody's attention that works there and then they're just not very receptive of what's going yeah. on. That's when you kind of throw up the middle finger like fuck this place. Yeah. Um but if you have scenarios where things don't go as planned, the food doesn't come out right, but somebody's on the ball and they keep you informed, yeah. you'll come back over and over and over again because you know that the passion's there and that the quality's there, they just didn't execute it at that particular yeah. moment. That's what we interviewed um Eric Greenspan who owns uh, a couple of ghost kitchens and he doesn't have that feedback because it's a ghost kitchen, so he exclusively delivers. Mm-hmm. So when he listened to our episode reviewing them and talking about the sauces, he actually implemented those changes because it was the only feedback you really get that's yeah. like actual constructive feedback from mm-hmm. somebody who knows what they're talking about. Um, so yeah, it's the same thing. If you care about the product, that's when you know that the, the place will make a change if, if they have something up, right? I mean, that's the same thing we were doing today when we were making the pizza. Yeah. Um, trial and error. That's what mm-hmm. any, any new business is going to go through. Um, so my question is, I guess, as somebody who grew up on the West Coast, why so passionate about New York-style pizza? So much so that you know the things that make it what it is. That's a great question. Again, it's a good one. Um, He's like, yeah, he, he comes up with the good questions. I do the color. I throw out, oh. The sound effects? And, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and then I just rip that. Yeah. <laughs> cool story. Cool yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I do my research. I've been waiting for a pizza episode for a while. Yeah. Good. Yeah, well, I, I'm excited about this. Uh, I think the biggest thing is it wasn't pizza that like really warmed my heart and drew me to it. Is Once I got into Chipotle, it was food in general. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I yeah. never thought in a million years that I would see the food industry the way I do. Yeah. Um, I mean, what a crazy career trajectory in general for you. Yeah. Like you went military to Chipotle. To motorcycles. To motorcycles, to Chipotle. To weed. To weed, to an app, to a gaming app, to pizza. Yeah. So in there, I think we got a couple of backwards. But yeah, essentially it is, it's been, again, like I said, been about trades. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah so this is. Your, yeah. Your handle's making more and more sense as we go. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. Please keep going. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, it was. It's the food industry in general, and it's watching, can you create a product, and how does not only that product impact somebody, mm-hmm. how does their experience with you? It's like inviting somebody into your home without right. having someone come and fuck up your home. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially, you can just open up and go, this is the product I've created, whether it be the bourbon we worked on today, and we'll get into that later, or how we have 
we have like our sauces people love like on our margarita mm -hmm. we use whole peeled tomatoes that we hand squash every morning we mix in raw ingredients and that was like a tedious process for us you to put unveil. sugar in your sauce mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. i like oh. a, i like a sweet well, you so need a little bit east, sweeter. That's East Coast style, I feel like. Yeah, you need it sweet. Sweet with heat is what I call it. So you're going to give it sweet on the front end and a little bit of the heat on the back. And nothing that's going to make you go, wow, yeah. this is spicy. But it's going to give you that little bit of a roller coaster ride every bite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, again, back to your question. Sorry, it's long-winded, the answer. But it's Ghost is my entry point mm -hmm. into my own brand in the food industry. Sure. And a little secret as to why I picked Ghost, too, is it's an ambiguous name. And the slogan for it is Feed Your Spirit. Now, the motto for Ghost Pizza is the spirit of New York. So there's been a lot of R&D I've been doing because I come from the background of Chipotle um, with potentially doing like Ghost Taqueria, Ghost Burger. Mm. Um, and a lot of what I took, there's a, there's a bunch of different research points we could really dig into. Uh, one of the most favorable ones was uh, Jeff Bezos in doing Amazon. Mm -hmm. And his entry point into e-commerce was books because it was the easiest one to right, use. Yeah. Yeah. But now when you look at him, you think, that's a quality product. I know it's going to get here on time. I yeah. know it's going to be what I order. And if it isn't, I know they're going to take care of it. Yeah. Again, it gives you confidence. And they're proactive, like we talked about. So for me, Ghost Pizza is the entry point. Into and your own food brand. Into the own brand of yeah. Ghost, which essentially would be the ability to go, I'm hungry, what do I want? And knowing that I can check at least eight of nine boxes for you. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Would you ever think of doing like, um, so like back to Greenspan, he does the ghost kitchen, but he has like maybe four or five restaurants that run out of one ghost kitchen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So would you do a ghost brand like that's exclusively delivered on Postmates where you can do tacos, pizza, burgers, all in one kind of order? I, I wouldn't. You would want it, so you, you want that... Face-to-face -face interaction still, always? I do. I do yeah. like, like, if you look at the front of my building, it's, again, here's another focal point of the, the research I've done. So when I was looking at branding, I was understanding packaging, and pizza always comes in a box. Everybody knows that. There's a moment when you open it, you're excited. So the one package I found that had the, the most endorphin rush, I guess you say endorphin high, would have been opening an iPhone box. Yeah. But obviously you can't seal something airtight where it slides open. So the next one I found was Tiffany's. And everybody knows when you get a Tiffany's box, whether it's an anklet or a fucking necklace, you're getting quality. Yeah. And so I created the ghost green to in the ghost pizza box to resemble that high end quality uh, item. So all hmm. the stuff will come in that green. A hundred percent. Got the symbol yeah. logo and exactly. It's very clean. Yeah. It's very simplistic. Like you look at this. <laughs> I <couldn't fucking>, like, <laughs> it could not be more opposite than that fucking Papa yeah. John's box. That's so funny. <laughs> it could not be more of the opposite. Yeah, like there's just if there's an empty space, they're like fucking fill it on the flaps that are hidden inside yeah. the box. Put words on it. Yeah, we need like, more words. I just is there anything on the bottom of this thing? Like I'd be no, uh, no. I'd That's be a surprise. Yeah, so I'm, funny. But even these small boxes. Yeah, yeah. it just yeah. It's so overwhelming, it becomes white noise. Yeah, exactly. It's true. I don't know what any of these words say because I haven't read yeah, them. No, and I wasn't either. going to unless we had <laughs> no, talked no. about this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think you you try to overwhelm people with information, um, especially when it's printed. And you, you When you put this on your items, you're really trying to distract them from your product. Like, yeah. fuck, here's my pizza. Here's a box. It's from Ghost Pizza Kitchen. Yeah. The Spirit of New York on the front, IG handle on the back. 
other than that, if you enjoy it, fucking hey, come on back. Yeah. If you don't, let us know. You know, we'll make adjustments as we grow the brand. Um, but this part of branding is what just has bothered me so much. And, yeah. and everybody's fallen victim to it. Pizza Hut, uh, Domino's does the same thing. Like yeah. you get a Domino's box, they got four or five different types of boxes, and they're all just way too overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what we did today. So we decided we're going to work. We worked on a collab chicken tender ghost pizza pizza. Now, before we get into uh, the name and what we're going to call it, because I do have some suggestions on the name. (laughs) I don't know if you're married to bourbon, but I really think we need to, you know. I got to tell you, I'm I'm once divorced. I'm not getting married again. So, yeah, go ahead. Rock and roll. Okay. (laughs) So we, uh, yeah, but let's talk about uh, why a chicken tender pizza. Actually, I think this is one that Michael can take. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I found Ghost Pizza Kitchen because it's down the street from me, and I obviously love it. Yeah. Um, given all of the reviews I've been giving it so far, and I think I just hit you up on Instagram, right? I I'm uh, Instagram Tender producer. Tender friends, we love sliding in your DMs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an Instagram producer for Tastemade, and I hit them up to I hit Ben up to see if he would want to do like a taste made takeover so we did it and while we were doing it i was just like yo we should do a pizza collaboration and uh i did not expect you to say yes so quickly but you were like yeah <laughs> like right away i was like all right cool and then i think it probably took us five minutes we were like well i don't know what should we make the base i guess cane sauce the best <laughs> we sauce. like yeah yeah all right I uh, think, yeah answering quickly is the speed of iteration to us is the key not overthinking yeah you can't man like I think when you try to plan the perfect concept idea or product, you lose focus of the magic of, of developing it with the people around yeah. you. Yeah. And being creative enough to take risks. Yeah. And being able to like invite people in your restaurant and slap the shit out of them with the towel. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, you sure did that. Oh man. Eric is now deaf in one ear, blind in one eye. That's well, like you're over the course of tender friends. You're like starting to lose all of your senses. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So me and Michael were taking a nice old friendly selfie in front of our pizza and uh, all of a sudden, a towel is whipped into my face. <laughs> it gets me the old two shot in the eye and the mouth. But not only did you get hit, you got it perfectly captured on. I do have a photo of it. Yeah, I'll make it a gift. The second that it hits your <laughs> eye, you can see it's great. Uh, but that's okay. That's you know occupational hazard. <laughs> workers comp. Yeah, I'll, I'll reply for workers comp. Um, where were we before we talked about yeah, my so assault? Yeah, we were talking about the sauce. <laughs> 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 hell, please, hell. Um, no, we were talking about the sauce, and that's the thing we talked. He was like, "Yeah, I got a podcast. Um, we talk about tenders." I was like, "I fucking love chicken tenders. Yeah. Got a bromance over it." And then we talked about our favorite. Talked about Canes. I think we had just gone to Canes. It was like very yeah. soon after we went, yeah. um, and I think I was like, "We just went to Raising Canes," and you were like, "That's my favorite sauce." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah," and then. I think you had just mentioned that that was your favorite sauce. We were trying to figure out what sauce to do because we knew it couldn't be marinara. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, what about cane sauce? That's what, Yeah, that's the thing that's di- that differentiates us from like a chicken parm pizza or something like that, which is honestly what I pitched when we were talking about it at Tenderfest because yeah. I was like so scared of trying the cane sauce. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, this that's what, you know, it needs to be cane sauce because it has to be reminiscent of a chicken tender and cane sauce and comeback sauce and all that stuff kind of. You know, it has its similar tastes and qualities, and there's certain things that you recognize from them. I'm talking really well for not having any of these. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you do do a lot of research. I do a lot of research. Well, I've 122 episodes. I 
I can fake my way around a comeback right, yeah. sauce talk. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah, we've talked about it so many times. He's just like ingesting words and spitting Aioli. them out. Aioli, yeah. yeah. Um, so I just, you know, that, that, that made sense to me after thinking about it. it. was like, it has to be a sauce that's reminiscent of what a tender sauce would be. So for sure. short of covering it in barbecue and honey mustard, you know, it has to be a, a specific tender sauce. If it's going to be a, a pizza devoted to the tender, you want it to be tender forward, not like... An Italian chicken parm pizza. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think what's hard, too, is that it's like, you don't, I mean, you don't want a ketchup pizza. You have the ketchup and mustard, you have like a mustard base on like the cheeseburger pizza, but yeah. it's like, that tastes like a cheeseburger. And it's like. I actually, in Philly, there's like two types of pizza. Yeah. There's like good New York style pizza. And then there's like Philly pizza, which is really just like a lot of Greek owned corner pizza store shops, sure. you know, and those ones, for some reason. I think it's because the sauce isn't as like there's not sugar there's not like the mm-hmm. elements of sauce that are more yeah new york yeah, yeah, um, yeah but those pizzas i actually would dip in ketchup oh that's disgusting what yeah that's is that weird horrifying oh, that's man. so gross i kind of wish i would hit him twice with that <laughs> yeah, that's just, yeah i hope you don't feel bad about hitting him i no longer feel bad that is no, so okay. gross really <laughs> yeah i mean not like i wouldn't like smother it in it but if i was eating like fries and ketchup and like had a slice of pizza i might like, dip well, listen, I mean, like, I think it's gross. I think it would have been gross to spread it with a layer of ketchup and do uh, tenders as well, as much as I would with, like, mustard, I guess. Mayo-based sauce doesn't really sound that much better, to be honest with you. But in the beginning, it honestly didn't taste much better. Like, through our first iteration. I don't want to say that wasn't good. The first bite, I really liked it. Yeah, but so it's I... Too, yeah, it was But it was much. way I'll too I'll tell much. you, like, Jeremy and I, and Jeremy's one of our pizza makers, by the way. Um, yeah, shout, shout out, Jeremy. Jeremy. Beast, yeah, <laughs> he's a beast. Um, yeah, so you guys laughed. I looked, I was like, "Fuck, dude!" Like we called it a food hangover. It yeah, was just, it was. Yeah, I it, almost passed out on this couch here. Yeah, that sauce was just—it was too, too viscous. Right? Yeah, it had like a solid quarter cup of mayo on every yeah. slice. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a like lot. eating a fat elote with extra yeah. mayo. That's like very true. Extra. I've actually talked about doing elote pizza, but that's another day. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So. So the first one, we used a more authentic cane-style sauce. We Yeah, I think some pissed-off fucking employee, which you find them everywhere, went and posted what a cane sauce is made of. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't really know if it's identical to it or not, so I'm not going to say it's the exact same thing as canes. Yeah. Um, but taste-wise, it was pretty much on the mark. Yeah, but I mean, what we made, like, I think what I said was what we what we made tasted close enough for not having one next to it. Yeah. Like, without having one next to it, it was perfect. But that's the thing, like, that, that first round, but then we realized that it's not the best sauce for that there had to be some alterations to yeah. make it a unique style to make to turn it into pizza sauce it's just too heavy yeah. well yeah. i think the reason with that too is like when you eat your attendees it's like you dip it right so you get a little bit of sauce on it yeah and your ratio of chicken to sauce is really a lot of chicken little yeah. Sauce. yeah when we did it we have to lay it as a base and then we put the drizzle on top mm-hmm. so that mayo just became so overwhelming so the second iteration where we watered it down a little bit, broke it up, thinned it out, yeah. I think is what really hit the mark. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, the second one had less mayo, more water. Uh, we added some cheddar cheese to it as well. That drizzle on top, um, too. And the drizzle. Yeah. And then uh, we cut up the chicken more, so the chicken covered more of the surface of the pizza. Yeah. So I think... I mean, we're almost there. You said you're going to maybe do some... Add some spices to the chicken. Yeah, I was thinking about tossing the chicken a little bit in yeah. some seasoning. One of the biggest things is just want to making sure that you're getting a little bit of everything and yeah, yeah, yeah. all the bite and everything yeah. that you take. And we just weren't. We were getting big chunks of chicken. Right. Yeah. So that breakdown was great. And then we top it off with chives and uh, chili flake. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big one of the changes we did make to the sauce though, 
that was more proprietary to us as we use, um, and I'm not going to go into what seasoning it is, but a different seasoning adds a little more spice and flavor. It's oil yeah. based. Um, and I think that helped kind of raise. You added that in the second one. We did. Yeah. That was the stuff on the shelf. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we know you don't, (laughs) (laughs) we know all the secrets in LA, all the chicken secrets in LA. It's true. Yeah. So it's good. Chicken book. And then, and then, uh, to your point, you actually were the one who asked us to offer it up for a little feedback from consumers we had at the window. Yeah. The line was growing outside. So I was like, why don't we, we, we had some, we, we were all in, I mean, coma mode because I kept popping the chicken. I had a slice of plain for the first time, which was amazing. And, uh, some garlic knots. So we were like munchy town USA back there. So we had some pizza left over. So I was like, let's fucking yeah. do some market research right now. It's actually pretty unfortunate. Cause when we had the pizza somewhere where we were like, actually, this is great. I was like, I can't eat anymore or I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, that's the trouble of working in a restaurant is you go through so many iterations of yeah, f- not failed, but not ideal. Product. Especially with a pizza. You have to make a whole pizza to try that recipe, right? That's very true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So usually we do mediums, but because there's four of us, we decided to go with a large. Um, yeah, you just you end up filling up. And by the time you get to like when we did the resolution, I think we were on our third or fourth iteration of it. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, dude, I can't touch. I can't touch. No more Caesar dressing. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But by the time we were done, it became a huge hit. Off the menu picked it up. And right. Then, um, Shout out off the menu. Yeah, yeah. They've been they've been rock stars to work with them. Um, and then you, you made the call. So in my mind, I was thinking like taking one tender, slicing it up, spreading it across the slice. But when I got there, I saw a bag of boneless wings on the table. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, that's how you do it. Yeah. yeah. So we used... Uh, these nice boneless wings that were really good by themselves. I mean, literally, I was just like standing in the mm-hmm. bowl and kept popping while you guys were all I know. Mm-hmm. Uh Okay, rude. Sure. No, I you was know, too. You know. <laughs> yeah, I was watching. I was like, Eric, <laughs> I went over to you privately and went, Eric, don't you think that's enough? <laughs> and you said, no, let's more. Wow, that was the rudest impression yeah. I've ever heard um, me in my life. That was aggressive. That was fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Show over. Um, <laughs> no, so, um, so yeah, um, Great call on that is is taking it from the tender to the popcorn chicken. I think that makes or the boneless wing that makes more sense. We didn't even give the tenders a shot. The I I kept trying to like hint like can they we drop looked. a through tender <laughs> a few tenders let's try know. those. Well, next time you just got to ask when you're in the kitchen. I know. Just be like, yeah, Dude, yeah. Drop some tenders. Well, that's the, the thing. I wanted. I just wanted to try the tenders. I didn't yeah. care. I didn't want them on the pizza because that again made complete. As soon as I saw them, I was like, no, that that's the better way to do it. But then I was like, but now I want some tenders. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the deal. To find like a traditional tender, you, those to me, honestly, if you're going to find like a Cane's tender or something from like Popeye's. But that's the thing. I think it has to be a frozen. Like, the, I think the tenders, in my mind, the tenders that you had there were like what I would have thought. Yeah, but that's the problem is why they're they're not great tenders, yeah. right? Because it's what yeah, we yeah, think yeah. of. That's why Popeye's and Raising Cane's and these other places that have these beefy like airy cr- airy bread yeah to them that's what makes it like so great breading, yeah. yeah it's a texture like when you eat one of those tenders and for those of you listening just think of a fucking tender at a skating rink and that's exactly right, what we're exactly. talking about yeah or at like a fucking baseball game yeah and, but they're so dense and yeah it's, it's just like they have chicken and they literally feel like they wrap it with bread real quick it's like it's, pressed chicken too isn't yeah. it it's like not like it doesn't good. maintain juice yeah yeah so that's why i went with the boneless wings because i figure they had that nice airy, airy uh, bread to it. They were easily broken up, and they had a really good seasoning base. Yeah, 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 they tasted great on their own. So we went, yeah. So we went through the whole R and D this morning. We're we're pretty close to uh, a final recipe, I think. Right? Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah, Chef? I would say. I would and say. then um, we uh, 
need to talk about the name now. Oh, we so, are you. <laughs> we, we all do. We need to have this on 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 air. Uh, so you went with bourbon because of like Bourbon Street, Louisiana. That's where Raising Cane started. That Baton Rouge, kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, my thinking is, if you call a slice bourbon, every single question you're gonna get is there bourbon in this? Or my mind for fried chicken doesn't. Go to bourbon right away because mm-hmm. bourbon chicken is is a, is a pop is a is a very popular thing. That's very true, and I feel like that people will be like the bourbon chicken pizza. I don't want that, I or or I want... do want that, but that's not bourbon chicken. It's a chicken tender. True, but the name I don't think has to be what you think it like. Doesn't have to be obvious, right? To me, there's a level of intrigue. Sure, that's what he was up. explaining your other names too. And then when you said the humble pie thing, I was like, so your names are more abstract. They are very much yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I do it because it's a lot of there's a lot of inquiry about it, right? Like, yeah. well, why do you call it a sepia? You know? Sure, sure. And so, so you're you're always prepared to answer those questions always. anyway. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But and the team is always prepared too. Yeah. And, for example, on that one, the sepia was built as three-part mushroom mix with uh, sausage, and I was going to do a, um, a squid ink aioli. It's like a drizzle on yeah. it. And obviously, sepia, the tone, is what fit squid ink. Mm-hmm. But then we changed it to a green garlic drizzle for ghost, but we kept the name sepia. Mm-hmm. So things like that kind of rate, like, why would you call a sausage and garlic pizza a fucking sepia? doesn't make any sense, but we right, still do. But then, I see what you're saying. There's a correlation between bourbon, but to yeah. me, it opens up conversation, allows my my co- yeah. uh, colleagues and, and workers to really interact with the guests. I think, again... And show could, passion for the pizza yeah, that will make them want to buy it. 100%. Yeah. Um, what about KFP? <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be a hard no. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I have a list of 20. I'll just text you. Yeah, yeah, and we'll just, just go let, from Let's there. keep going. But I do want to know. I mean, I'll just veto that right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but fine. I also do want to know what KFP stands for. Kentucky Fried Pizza. Got you. Didn't even click. No? Okay. Really? Damn. No. Okay. I, in my head, I was thinking, because I was thinking ghosts, like something ghosts. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't want it. That's why we, we were going to call it to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, yeah. And then it was just like, eh, we already have the Phoenix. So we don't really sure. want to call it. I, I don't know. We kind of bounced it around. We were going to call it the Derby, like Kentucky Derby. Yeah. But then again, mm. we talked. Would people think there's horse on it? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Maybe. What about like the Colonel? Not Ooh. a bad one. Okay. I yeah. am into that one. Because like that, that like says it right there. People are like, obviously, it's a fried chicken pizza. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's actually a really good one. Just that's it. Don't give yourself a bear. <laughs> <laughs> We'll wow. give you one point. No, that that was good. I don't want any fucking but, points. By the way, I know we were talking about keeping track of points. I think we've only given Papa John's one point. Oh, That's we haven't true. even talked yeah, about. Well, Papa we haven't John's. gotten into yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, we're gonna get into. Let's get into them. Uh, let's get into them now. Then, right now. now. Okay. Um, how's the pizza? Let's talk about that first. Uh, well, I think Ben should go. He's yeah, Ben. I want to hear. I want to hear what you have to say. And then true, like, honest, opinions. true, honest opinion coming from somebody who owns Ghost Pizza. You have had three slices. I will say for the audience, so mm. can't be that bad. No, I mean it's not horrible. They say what pizza's like sex, right? Even when it's bad, it's still pretty good. I was going to ask you if you subscribe Disagree. to that. Yeah, because he disagrees. You haven't had sex, right? <laughs> no, I've never had sex. <laughs> so uh, pizza will always be better than sex to me. <laughs> Pizza's like sex, not pizza's better than sex. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. No, pizza's better than sex. (laughs) (laughs) Again, because I haven't had it, so you know, (laughs) it's that part. No, one thing I'm just not a fan of is right off the bat is screen cooked pizza. 
Like I don't like mm. conveyor belt pizza. And uh, if you ever flip a slice upside down, if you guys take a look, I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Yeah, it looks like the bottom of a of a van shoe. It's like yeah. vans. Yeah, mm. it's like a screen. Yeah. Um, and it's just a lazy way to make a pie because mm-hmm. you don't have to slide it off an actual, you know, peel wooden paddle. Yeah. Um, when you put it in, and it works on conveyor conveyor ovens, um, which to some some extent can give it obviously consistency on its heating element. Yeah. yeah. But I think you lose the artistic value and the structure of making like an authentic handmade pie. Sure. Like you guys were there. The way we make ours, we we toss them, throw mm-hmm. them in the air, hand hand That spread. was so cute. <laughs> we made eye contact when I did it too. I was like, toss it, Ben. <laughs> I was we like, this is what sex is, huh? <laughs> uh, we're talking about the pizza, not salad, right? Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I just well, want to make he, sure. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so like for me, making sure that your team ha- understands how much time and patience and attention to detail goes into making a pizza. Mm-hmm can make one of the most astounding pizzas that beats the consistency, if you will. Like, yeah. It's like getting a McDonald's burger and then getting a burger from a homemade joint. Like, If you go to a homemade spot, they're always going to be a little different in a little bit of a way. Oh, for sure, yeah. But that's what gives it its character. Oh, each time you get it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, you go to McDonald's, it's just copy and paste. It's McDonald's every time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's a, that's going to be my first take on it. As far as the sauce, Papa John's, I like sweeter things, has always had a sweeter sauce. Yeah. This doesn't really taste like pizza sauce to me. Mm, yeah. It tastes like, like marinara sauce. Yeah, like it's red, almost like, like red sauce. Like yeah. Red, yeah. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't have the, just it's not a pizza sauce. Before we get further in, I do want to, let's, let's run through the history a little bit um, of Papa John's. So okay. Papa John's is the fourth largest pizza delivery restaurant chain in the United States. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine behind Pizza Hut, Domino's, and... Little no, Little Caesars doesn't deliver. They're only takeout. They now. deliver now as of like last week. Oh wow! Uh, so it's not Domino's, it's not Domino's Pizza Hut. What is the third? PJ's. This one. Um, I couldn't tell you. No, there's no way. I'd never seen around. Like, what's in the? What's everywhere? Uh, what's that Brothers one? Oh, Fresh Brothers. Brothers. Fresh Brothers. Maybe. Uh, that pizza sucks so yeah. bad. <laughs> that is like so, so bad. that is the worst pizza in LA. I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's horrible. They have one by my house, and it, it literally boils my blood every time I drive home because I want to put a ghost in my neighborhood. Yeah. And the only options we have available are Domino's or Fresh Brothers, and they literally litter the street at night mm. with deliveries. Yeah. It's, it's gross. It's super cheap. I wonder what that third one is. Huh. Doesn't say. Anyway, um, it's a public company. It's 35 years old. It was founded by John Schneider, uh, who we will get into more about later. There are 5,303 locations as of December 2018, um, and then the history. Papa John's Restaurant was founded in 1984 when Papa John Schneider, Schnatter? I don't know, what a weird name, knocked out a broom closet in the back of his father's tavern, Mixed Lounge, in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Hey! I know where that is. Great. He then <laughs> sold his 1971 Camaro to purchase $1,600 worth of used pizza equipment, and began selling pizzas to the tavern's customers out of the converted closet. Okay. Wow. That's so pretty cool. I always knew Papa Johnson was in the closet. I wish when I was in the closet <laughs> I served pizza out of it. What a lucrative way to be gay. Um, his, his pizzas proved sufficiently popular that a year his pizzas proved sufficiently popular that a year later he moved into an adjoining space. Dipping sauce specifically for pizza was invented by Papa John's Pizza that same year. Whoa. And has since become popular when eating pizza, especially the crust. Fun fact. 
The company went public in 93. A year later, it had 500 stores. And by 97, it had 1,500 stores. In 2009, Hold on, slow that down real quick. Go. Double back on those numbers. That's insane. Went public in 93. A year later, it had 500, 500 stores. Ooh. Four years later, it had 1,500 stores. Damn. Wow. Thinking that's growth. That's but insane. That's, but that's 13 years after it opened. Just, huh? The 1,500 stores in 13 years is insane. I mean, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think of it in the scale, I guess you have to put yourself in a place where Papa John's isn't a household name. Think of it just as Papa John, this right. guy, this jerk off in Indiana, <laughs> and then you know, a few years later, he has fifteen hundred stores. That's impressive in its own right. Yeah, but that's franchising in general. You can scale at that speed, yeah, which yeah. is destructive to a brand. Obviously, that's why it's shit. Yeah, um, he reacquired the Camaro that he sold back in uh, two thousand nine after offering a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar reward. To find the car. What a tool. (laughs) (laughs) I took the words right out of my mouth. The company announced in December 20, on December 21st, 2017, that John Schnatter, I feel like I've said his name five different ways, would step down as CEO of Popeye's Pizza on January 1st, 2018 to be replaced by the current CEO and president, Steve Ritchie. So Popeye's Pizza? That's like the umbrella company, right? The umbrella co that owns it? Popeyes or Papa John's? Did you mean to say Papa John's? Did I say, what did I say? Popeyes, Popeyes. Pizza? <laughs> is no. that a restaurant? That is that like an umbrella? Thing. Okay. That was, was a, like... that was an on-air stroke. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you know we're listening. I would, yeah, yeah. Right? Thank God. I would have totally been like, yeah, that's their uh, parent. Yeah, yeah that's their It's the umbrella. Everyone, yeah, right everyone's sense. owned by Popeyes. Um, but they announced that he would remain chairman at the time. In February 2018, Papa John's and the NFL mutually ended an agreed sponsorship uh, because of Schneider's criticism of the NFL. Uh, on July 11th, news outlets reported that during a conference call with Papa John's marketing agency, Laundry Services, Schneider used the N-word. Ooh. Actually, I'm reading this off Wikipedia, and they straight up type out the N-word. With a hard R. With a hard R. So that's fucked up. He used the N-word by saying Colonel Sanders called blacks N-word, and Sanders never faced public backlash. So maybe don't name your pizza Colonel. Yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> that's yeah. not good. Sorry about that, Michael. <laughs> oh, almost had the name. It was a front runner until he dropped an end <laughs> yeah. bomb. Yeah. Not going right, to happen. Fair. It's a good thing there was fact checking. <laughs> that oh, was almost man. a miserable experience. Papa John alleged that referencing the quote by the KFC founder was meant to convey his dislike for racism. After the call, the owner of the marketing agency moved to end their contract with Papa John's. Uh, Papa John resigned as chairman of the board on the same day the incident was reported. After the incident, the CEO apologized in an open letter and ordered the company's workforce to undergo bias and diversity cha- training. The story doesn't end there. On July 26, 2018, Papa John filed a lawsuit against Papa John to give him access to the company's books and records after they fired him from the company after the teleconference call scandal. It just gets more and more interesting. It does. Um, In addition to preventing him from accessing information, the corporation has also implemented a poison pill strategy in order to limit Papa John's chances of buying back a majority stake in the company. In 2019, February 4th, it was announced that the activist hedge fund Starboard Value, which had played a large role in turning around the troubled Olive Garden restaurant chain, would be investing $200 million into Papa John's and that Starboard could possibly invest an, an additional $50 million. It will simultaneously announce that Starboard CEO Jeff Smith would become the new Papa John's chairman. Wow. 
Wow. March 2019. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like this is a long scandal, real, folks. Uh, in a short amount of time. <laughs> yeah, in two years. Uh, March 5th, 2019, Papa John announced a settlement with Papa John, under which, <laughs> <laughs> under which he will resign from the company's board of directors at the company's annual meeting. Um, Isn't that just therapy? On March, yeah. March 22nd, 2019, it was announced that NBA Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal Will join Papa. Who keeps? Is this dog farting? Yeah, most definitely. Oh, stinky, stinky dog! Get your ass away! I fed her some chicken. That's why. Oh, <laughs> uh, sh- so Shaq joined the board of directors, um, and then on August twenty seventh, Papa John's announced Arby's president Rob Lynch would be the new CEO. Hmm. So there's they- been a lot of takeovers though in food in general. Like the, you know, I was reading up on what a poison pill was while you were reading that. Only because I'd never heard of a poison pill strategy. I don't know if you guys have. I just finished season two of Succession, so they haven't gotten there yet. Okay, I think <laughs> I that's the season that three strategy. Yeah, it's a uh, so apparently they can just buy buyback shares at a at a discounted rate, effectively creating dilution, so that the whoever they're trying to not uh, give the ability to create a hostile takeover, yeah, they don't have the ability to buy back the shares. Interesting, but they, so if he's been replaced. Chipotle just recently went through a big big hiccup like that too with the replacement with Brian Nichols. It's what happens when you <laughs> when you have E. coli, when you say the N-word. Yeah, that's insane. You got to be, I mean, it's crazy at this point to think that people look past just being fucking politically correct to a yeah. certain extent. Like, just being a good person. Yeah. Understand, like, that's, that's something that, that's a term, if that comes out, especially right. yeah, in yeah, a yeah. fucking meeting, that's something that you feel comfortable saying and you've been saying. Oh, like, for sure. Behind right. closed yeah, yeah, doors. Yeah. And then your ego gets bigger than you. And so I, people going through stuff like that, like I have not a fucking scruple of empathy for them. There's a lot under the litigation chat on Wikipedia as well. So I'm just going to run through these very quickly. In 97, Pizza Hut sued Papa John's because they said that their slogan, fresher ingredients, does not always correlate to better pizza. (laughs) (laughs) So now they're better ingredients, better pizza. Uh, in 2012, the company was subject to a class, class action lawsuit for allegedly sending over 500,000 unwanted text messages to customers. Wow. <laughs> the suit sought $250 million in damages. That's insane. So each person that filed the lawsuit got $50. Um, in 2015, Papa John agreed what to dicks. pay. What a <laughs> dick, dude. Like, yeah, fuck this dude sent me a text. I'm going to wipe him out of a quarter billion. So I can cash out on what? 50, so 50 fucking dollars? I'm going to go to Taco Bell, get everything on the menu. <laughs> I'd be pissed. Papa John's agreed to pay $12.3 million to, in a class action lawsuit in which the company was accused of undercompensating 19,000 delivery drivers in Arizona, Florida, Illinois, Maryland, Missouri, and North Carolina. In 2016, Panera fi- filed a lawsuit with uh, the district court in Missouri accusing Papa John's of stealing digital trade secrets and proprietary data management strategies by hiring Michael Nettles, a former Panera executive who was in charge of cha- the chain's corporate digital technologies. So yes, yeah, so they've had a lot of uh, turmoil recently, and now we're about to tear them down with this review. <laughs> yeah. I think their pizza is not as bad as I was expecting it to be, but it's basically just good cafeteria pizza. Very I feel well like... Put. I think their pizza is like it's. We've had tenders like this where if I'm super stoned or blackout drunk, I'm gonna smash this pizza yeah. for sure. Like but if this was brought into like an office party, yeah, okay, I'll have some. 
The thing I hate about Papa John's pizza is they put that pepper in the box and then the entire bo- pizza tastes like pepper from it being trapped. You, really? so? you have a sensitive palate. You do. I don't taste that very anyway. I hate that they put that pepper in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. First of all, no one wants your pepper. Oh well, my God. Class 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 class, yeah. they, they've settled plenty of those. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sue them. For unwanted for not, peppers? For no peppers. <laughs> it's a class action lawsuit for unwanted how pepper. Many, how, okay, so you know, I, I'd never really thought on this scale until I was at Chipotle. And we started doing mindful prep. Yeah. And we were realizing how much people weren't really fully using, you know, whether they're cutting lettuce or yeah, yeah, yeah. avocados or whatnot, scraping them completely. You do the math and you compound it by how many stores you have, mm-hmm. how much you go through, your usage, all that. And you find out that you're wasting millions of dollars in food a year. Right, yeah. Now, per se, I'm always just a math guy, especially when it comes to business. So I want to make sure my numbers are somewhat correct. There's how many units you said worldwide? 50... Uh, five fifty three hundred, yeah. Fifty three hundred, and how many pizzas do you think they sell a day? At least a hundred, average. At least a hundred, I would say. Let's say fifty. You think fifty? I'll say fifty, because there's got to be some slower units too in the middle of nowhere. Fifty. Sure. There's two hundred sixty five thousand pizzas a day. Mm-hmm. Times three hundred sixty five. That's ninety six million seven hundred twenty five thousand. Out of those, how many peppers do you think are wasted? Uh, I would love to see out of ninety six million. Ninety six million peppers. Are there even ninety six million peppers in the world? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, they they produce them with magic every morning. They do look fake. I gotta be honest. Well, in two thousand, my girlfriend eats it every time. In two thousand eighteen, they made one point five seven billion dollars. One point five, huh? One point five seven billion. One billion five hundred and seventy million dollars for this shitty ass pizza. Yeah, you know that's what that's Good what blows my mind with go. <laughs> Fuck them. Good for them. <laughs> that's what blows my mind. After all they've been through, <laughs> Papa John himself it show he it wears on his face. So like, you, like I was saying earlier, if you oh, see he's, him at sporting he's, events, he's in garbage mode right now. That guy's like, <laughs> I think he's just running on cocaine and strippers at this point. Yeah, yeah. You told me there's a good clip of of him saying that he ate. I ate thirty pizzas. Yeah, he did like a post interview where they like did like that sympathetic like, where is that racist now? Uh, And uh, he was like, I ate thirty pizzas last year. It's like does last year, last month, last year. Does he does he not like, or like in a week or something? I heard he was doing thirty pizzas in a month. So it was like, are you not? Do you think you were fired because you didn't eat enough pizza? <laughs> like, do you think that's what this whole situation started from? Oh, you guys, I can, like, we I need can a, eat the pizza. We I need a CEO it. who can really eat the pizza. And, <laughs> oh, you I, know, can, I can eat the pizza. Using the N-word is one Papa thing, John's. but you know, you don't eat the pizza. Let me eat so. the pizza. I'll eat the pizza. <laughs> no, I was like, I'll get back. <laughs> I'm just going to eat it all and see what they want me back. Mm. So yeah, I, I, he's not in good shape now. No, he's you can tell it's wearing on him. But you know, from a guy who came out of the closet and ended up with you know millions and millions of dollars, he's not doing. I'm sure he got fine. I'm sure he's left with some money. Oh, he's he's fully compensated. I'm sure he got a good safety net. I just loved reading about how he kept suing himself. (laughs) (laughs) It was like Papa John sued John Schrader, and Schrader sued Papa John. It's like (laughs) same person. He looked in the mirror every night and went. I am Papa John. <laughs> He's <laughs> constantly throwing manila envelopes at mirrors. You've been served. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Let's talk about this chicken. Yeah. Okay. So Even wait, any what, final we, thoughts we on the chicken? pizza? Oh yeah. Well, okay. The pizza. I think we summed it up pretty well, but I don't. I don't know if there's any points. What was the Look, price? Um, uh, it was ten ninety nine. I think for, for that. 
That's yeah. that's insane. No, yeah. thank you. Yeah, because so. my medium New York pie is 14 inches. This is no bigger no, than no, 10 no, or 12. No. That's a 10 inch. No, that's 12 about inch. maybe. Yeah. That's a 12 inch box. This is a cheese pizza. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 10.99 for a medium. Did you look up any coupons 18, or anything? I feel like you could. Oh, I did. I got 30 percent off uh, the whole thing. Oh, the whole meal. Yeah. Gotcha. Right, um, I I don't know, man. I'll tell you this. It's it's easily consumable because I think it hits all the notes of like heavily processed sweet yeah. sauce, yeah. heavily processed cheese. There's not a scruple of like I've never bitten even into a fresh Papa John's pizza and gotten that stringy cheese feel from. No, yeah, no, 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 it no. just like, that's not what they're about. No, yeah. it's like biting into an apple. You can see your teeth marks perfectly. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Um, so yeah, it's hard to say. I do. I think we should give him a point though for creating dipping sauces. Sure, sure. I mean that very good point. I was gonna do that uh, in, uh, but sauce you corner. didn't. <laughs> well, we haven't hit sauce corner. <laughs> I um, didn't know we were making turns at sauce corner. <laughs> <laughs> I was still stuck in, on Pizza Street. Um, do we want to give him like a coupon point? You know, this is one of the first places that gave us a coupon and thirty percent off. Yeah, that's a decent percent off. That's I feel like, like that falls like a value coupon point. How do you say coupon? Coupon? I say coupon. Coupon. Hmm. Coupon. Gross. White people. All right. Do you <laughs> we'll give him a point for that as well. How do you say coupon? <laughs> uh, let's talk about the chicken. Well, I have not very much to say, unfortunately. So these are exactly like Domino's. Are they? Mm-hmm. Like almost exactly. I think it's the same purveyor. It has to be. I've never had them there. They're a little undercooked. So I, for me, they are... So we're gonna do Pizza Hut versus Domino's at some point. That's yeah. the, that's always been the plan for those two. Yeah. Um, but these are, I mean, ha- ha- being someone that has had Domino's in their life a few times, <laughs> uh, maybe not ninety six million times, but a few. Uh, I would say these are very similar to Domino's. You know, whether that's good or bad, I'm not entirely sure. They're not processed meat. It doesn't look like. It looks like some. F- Degree of fresh chicken? Yeah, it's like some sort of chunk white meat. It's not ground chicken. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at that, though. Like, that looks okay. It doesn't look bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So with these, and in my Domino's experience, because TBH, I maybe have had Papa John's four times in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, with these, you, they could be hit or miss. Yeah. But the ones that are good and, and done well, these are not cooked. Uh, they're either cooked horribly. A li- little undercooked, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I, as they've cooled, I like them. Really? I was kind of polar opposite on that. Well, I just don't like them. I mean, I ate them. I ate a couple of them. I was trying different dipping sauces. Yeah. Which I found the best one was honey mustard and hot sauce together. So yeah, yeah, you got it. Always. Um, the problem is, is they feel like the skin is essentially like a part of the chicken. It doesn't yeah. feel like it's been battered. Yeah, not at all. There's no, no crunch. You, There's no, no. And no. usually like the nuggies that we made today. Yeah. Even as they were started to chill out and sit there, there still was crunch too. Yeah, oh for sure. Yeah, <laughs> they're like sponge cake. So right yeah. there, these, it's pretty disgusting. I would say, I mean, I think I'm comfortable giving them a quality chicken point because it's not often that you find a frozen, uh, you know, like a like a franchise restaurant like this sending out chicken nuggets for like like this, and it and you can give a tear that has a so actual you look give like a quality chicken. note. Yeah, I mean, I think this is quality. Okay, I'll, I'll, fine. But I don't have very many other points to give them. Um, I think that it tastes terrible. Yeah, you got, that's why, I think that's why you created dipping sauces, because this food is garbage. Right, yeah, because you, you gotta dip it in something. Yeah, I mean, especially these ones. Um, I think that... Like, how's pizza with honey mustard? I don't know about that. I mean, I dip 
a lot of things in honey mustard. I don't see why it would be bad. It's actually not that bad. Should we go yeah. to Sauce Corner? Yeah, let's go to Sauce Corner. Um, we got garlic sauce, the one that comes with all the pizzas. We got honey mustard, buffalo, and ranch. I was going to say I would give them a point for creating sauces. That's the only point that I well, want to give them. Well, not creating sauces. For on pizza or whatever. Well, creating the art of dipping pizza. Yeah, great. I love that. Okay. They deserve a point for that, but I think that the the sauces are. Well, I think people trash. have been doing it for years in ranch. He just expand, expanded the. In '84, you think they were dipping ranch in pizza? Pizza and ranch, not ranch and pizza. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> in '84, I don't know if that was popular back then. I'd imagine so. I'd have to. What say year were you born? Eighty-five. Eighty-four. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was a little baby Ben at that point. Yeah. So you were. And dipping... I've always, oh, my family's always dipped their pizza and ranch. My mom's from Buffalo. She's from upstate New York. Okay. She's the one who taught me how to make my wings. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he just, he probably commercialized it. He's the one who was like, hey, everybody, it's okay. You can yeah. say you do it. You're not weird. <laughs> and then he tried it again two years ago with a different thing and it didn't work. No. Um, I think that the sauces are pretty bad. The honey mustard is fine. The buffalo is fine. I don't think any of them are point worthy. May Uh-oh. I? May I? You Absolutely. Sure can. Fact check. Fact check. So the history of ranch dressing. When did this obsession begin? So the obsession began with ranch dressing in the 1950s. Oh. And that's the origins of Hidden Valley Ranch now. That's salad, right? No, that's just ranch dressing in general is when the, when that began. Now it is when a dipping ranch become a popular thing. I thought it was going to give me a date, and it didn't. Motherfuckers. Right. Maybe I stopped you guys uh, prematurely. Well, thanks for that fact check. Uh, My bad. Back to... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not giving me a day, but it says uh, in upstate New York, it's never been uncommon to have extra marinara to dip in or ranch or blue cheese for your okay. pizza. So basically, he just he just commercialized it, which it's fine. He deserves a point for that. But the quality and, and the taste of all the sauces, I wouldn't give any points to. No, I, you know, honestly, I think they're... I had to mix them to find something I liked because right. the honey mustard was too thick. Mm-hmm. Hot sauce was just like... I don't know, it's vinegar like it's yeah. Tabasco. Yeah. And then the garlic, I just can't touch the garlic sauces. I've tried them from here. I've tried them from other pizza places too. It's just so heavy in oil. It just it's so oily, yeah. Yeah. It's just pure oil. You have I to used literally to love mix it. it, but I just can't anymore. It makes me sick. You burp oil for five days mm-hmm. or like garlic oil for like five days. It's, it's yeah. not for me. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I feel like all I have for the points for, for the sauces. So you agree no points, Ben? I wouldn't give him points for creativity. I don't think there's anything here that's unique. He just okay. simply bottled. Like like garlic olive oil, guys, is something that everybody put. Like I put it on my pies. Right. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, don't yeah. dip it into the pizza yeah, because right. I think, again, if your product stands on its own feet, you right. don't need to create a dipping sauce or a crutch for it. So I call these dipping crutches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, sure. yeah, no point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we, one thing we have to take into consideration is the fact that these are uh, boneless wings. Yeah. So what about size? Um, I think they're meaty. I think they're. I, I would give them a size point I would for give boneless them a size wings. Point. They are meaty enough. They're not like totally inconsistent or anything like that. Um, yeah, they didn't have any uh, gamey aspect. You know, sometimes you get those gamey. Sinew, yeah, yeah, yeah baby, sinew. we know all about it. It's called chunky meat mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we call it over <laughs> here. Welcome to the show. And this mm-hmm. didn't have it either way. How much was the chicken, Michael? The chicken was five dollars. Nope, seven dollars and ninety nine cents pieces? for fifteen. It is five ninety nine for ten. Seven ninety nine for fifteen. That might be a price point. I give it a price point. Okay, that's like almost two for a dollar. Yeah, that's that's, that's like great. Buying, that's like the 
It's like buying chicken nuggets at McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. it really is. That's great. not bad at all. Um, I don't think it's a good value, and I'll say this: they didn't offer any sort of combo. I saw that, yeah. And I feel like they should. Why not? You know, because that's how you're gonna. Well, of course, you'll add on. I'll Come add on, on a ten poppies to yeah. my uh, pizza, but you know. They so didn't. there's no. no upsell with the combo. There, you're right. No, there's no combo. Yeah. So it's not. I wouldn't give it like necessarily any sort of value point. Um, no crunch point whatsoever. No, not at all. Um, and I yeah, I can't think. I really can't think of any other positives or any other points that I want to give towards. No, it. I think that pretty much sums it up. We covered their pizza. We covered their chicken. We covered their controversy. We covered Ben and Ghost Pizza Kitchen. It's been a productive episode. It sure has. We've covered a lot of ground. Well, Papa John's leaving with six points. Ooh. I mean... That's fine for a place like this, For a I place think. like this, I think that makes a little sense. Six like, points is like our... Yeah. Number. Okay. All yeah. the places that are just like... Like nine whatever. points is like... Yeah. yeah Do you guys me. ever take points away from people? <laughs> we did it once, I We think. did it once, yeah. I don't mean... I don't mean yeah as in fine. I mean like... Net, it's pretty bad, but we expected it. Six is like a yeah, sure. These are these are not whatever. Sure. I think like nine, ten. That's like what average. When mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'll get. It. I'm never gonna get these again. No, no. no I no. mean, I'm probably never gonna get Papa John's again. I didn't even know. Why that would I ever have to? I live a block away from you. Exactly. <laughs> so, I was about to say you got ghosts down the plug. street. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, so let's wrap this up then. Yeah. Ben, thank you for being on. You yeah, thank plug you so much. Your for social thank you for having me. Let us know about Ghost Pizza, where we can uh, get the food from, or anything. Yeah, so if you want to check us out, you can go to ghostpizzakitchen.com. The website, I love it. It's built more for today's day and age. So it's very Instagram-like-esque, I should say. Um, So every food item we have has a picture that correlates with it. Professionally done, so you get an understanding of what the product is. Um, Because our pies are pretty unique, it's always good to see exactly what they look like. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to check out kind of the brand and the lifestyle of Ghost, you can find us at ghost underscore pizza underscore kitchen on Instagram. Okay. And then Facebook is just going to be ghost pizza kitchen. Those are really the only social medias we have. Uh, We don't really dabble in Twitter or anything like that. Sure. (laughs) You don't have any hot takes that you need to throw out very quickly. (laughs) I do. You know, I do enjoy. I hope the brand becomes big enough one day where I can really tweet like uh, Wendy's does where they get into a battle with fucking McDonald's. Like I would just for, yeah, I just want to grow this brand so we can look back one day and go, remember when we were talking shit about Papa John's? Now I have like 7 million plus followers. <laughs> right, yeah, And yeah. I'm going to get a few with Papa John himself. <laughs> right, yeah, for sure. Speaking of, you can follow me at Papa John on Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah, his, his dad is Papa John. Yeah. I forgot to tell you. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, so that's no. why we feel comfortable talking shit about him. <laughs> yeah. I Fuck feel comfortable, dad. too. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't tell you, brother? Yeah. <laughs> I knew he had some bastard children. Uh, you can follow us at Tender Friends Pod on Instagram, Tender Friends on Twitter. We'll be back next week. We're going to the movies again. Woo! It's going to be a good time. Uh, yes. Next week, we will be going with one of the hosts of the uh, movie podcast, Screen Drafts. And uh, we're going to go to Alamo Draft House down in LA. We're going to see a movie, try out their tenders. It should be a fun, uh, fun little thing. We're going to get ready for the Oscars, which are the week after. So we're going to talk about that. You know where it tucks? What? You're going to wear a touch to the movie? Oh, sure. Getting maybe. ready for yeah. the Oscars? Who knows? Yeah. Cool. Maybe. I will like, too. this isn't the Oscars? Hey, oh, shit. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back next week for that. Uh, thank you for listening. Papa John, six points. Ben, thank you for joining us. When is the yeah. tender pizza? When are we thinking we're going to put this baby out there? Uh, well, first of all, we've got to come up with a name that's solidified. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colonel's the, out. Yeah, Colonel, Colonel's completely <laughs> out. Yeah, so, so is Papa John. I, I get it. Um, you know, we're looking at doing a complete, men- not a menu revamp, but... Like we said earlier, speed of iteration is obviously key to success. So 
we've iterated on the menu. We have a couple, like we're expanding the vegan section of it, the veggie section, um, and then messing with some ideas of doing a spicy pizza sauce you can get out of your pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, I'll call it the bourbon for now. Sure. Um, chicken tender pizza Working is title. on that list. Uh, but yeah, we're probably looking mid February. Cool. Oh. Should be when we release everything to the public. It'll go live on Instagram. We'll go live on our website and then obviously in our window. Yeah. 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 Dope. And every purchase of a tender pizza, tender friends gets $100. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even sell a pizza. For they're that losing much. money on this deal, but it's worth it to have our name attached. Full disclosure. Did not sign that deal. Uh, well, that, that's what you think. Uh, is there right. a roofie in this water? What's yeah. going on? I'm it, tired. Is it's this in, a roofie? It's in pizza? the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. See ya. Tender friends.